Welcome to episode two of the Chasing Tales podcast, and I'm your host, John McCurdy. This week's episode, we are going to be joined by Kurt Reynolds, a.k.a. the Shed Wizard himself. I think you guys are going to enjoy this one. All right, everyone, we got Kurt Reynolds here. He's going to talk to us about Shed. So how you doing, Kurt? Good, good. You? Oh, good. good. You know, living the dream, buddy. Living the dream. One day at a time, eh? One, one day at a time. One day, one foot in front of the other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh tell us a bit about yourself, Kurt. Like when did you get into hunting? Why did you get into hunting? Uh, a bit about myself. Well, so I guess I mean really um I was I was born, raised in a big hunting and fishing family. Um so basically from the moment I could walk, we were in the woods. Um, uh, and I mean, obviously got my hunting license when I was 12. Um, you know, I'm 32 now, um, born and raised, I guess, in, in, uh, South Napanee area. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, just grew up in the woods. Um, you know, and every year, uh, still even now, you know, my, my passion and love for the outdoors grows and, and, uh, I've actually got four children of my own now. So, um, it's pretty neat getting to, getting to share that with them and, and, uh, you know, pass everything on just, just like my dad did with, with us kind of thing. So, um, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I absolutely live, live for whitetails. That's, that's my main passion. I mean, yes. we, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, we, we hunt, you know, basically anything we can, uh, any small game we can, um, moose, you know, bear, turkey, everything. But, um, like I said, where my true passion lays is, is with, with big bucks. That's, the, <laughs> there's something about them that just drives you crazy, right? Oh. And, I mean, it never stops. They don't get off your mind. And yeah, so. <laughs> no, our, our wives are starting to wonder what we're thinking about when we're turned the other way, not looking at them. But it's, well, just, <laughs> it's just big bucks. That's all it is. Exactly, right? I mean, I'm pretty lucky that way. My wife, she, uh, she's, she's pretty crazy about, about whitetail as well. She, uh, she's she's been hunting for quite a while now as well so it's it's kind of neat um you know to be able to share that and um definitely a lot of our fights come in the fall and it's it's all based on who's going to go to the stand and who's not gonna so <laughs> it's, a, hey, I guess it's, a good, it's a good problem to have right <laughs> yeah i was gonna say that's a good problem to have you, you want to be able to share it and uh i myself am just uh just able to start sharing it with my son he's two that's pretty uh, cool. Too young yet, but yeah, Easton's starting to really kind of—he's getting it. He's starting to really understand, like not understand, but he—he kind of gets the whole hunting thing, you know. Well, that—that's it, right? I mean, it—it it doesn't take them long. That's the biggest thing is, you know, I've never pushed any of ours into it, right? It's just—it's part of our lifestyle. It's just—it's—it's it's in them, right? And I mean, um, my oldest—he's he's nine now. Um, and I mean, the kid, he's been, he's been going to, to the blind with me since he was five. And I mean, he does 
eight hour sits like it's nothing like you know i'll try and get a snack out of the bag for him and he's telling me to be quiet and it's, it's just yeah like you know calm down kid i'm trying to feed you here but yeah it's it's uh it's pretty neat and then like that our my next one's six and uh he's he's a bit more of a running gun kind of kind of kid but uh you know he's getting more into it and then uh um my my daughters are are three and two and so the youngest one she's obviously too young and but uh i did get my my oldest daughter out for a couple turkey hunts last year so she uh she's definitely like i said starting to really enjoy it as well so yeah it's it's, uh definitely definitely neat like i said to be able to pass that on onto them right so especially like uh, you're you're probably much like myself like family wise you want your your family pass along to you you want to be able to pass it along to your family like that's that's my big thing like my dad brought me out from i've got pictures that i can remember as a kid like those are the memories i remember so well and like i look at the pictures nowadays and i go i remember that my mom goes you're you're so small how do you remember that i'm like oh i remember that because those are the best memories ingrained in your head exactly right those those are the ones that make you right so it's 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 neat you know like you say that i got we got pictures laying around somewhere at mom and dad's you know dad took five gallon buckets and the big tall ones and he put a bunch of pool noodles and stuff around the outside and and uh he used to take us when we were you know like three years old kind of thing three and four and he used to stand us in the in the buckets and take us out into the marsh so (laughs) so they were floating we're sitting there floating in the marsh beside him and everything duck hunting and you know, no, like you said, it's, it's that stuff that yeah, <laughs> it's that stuff you really remember, right? So, but uh, yeah, yeah. So that's no, I agree there, man. Like it's I can't wait to tie. Like I can't wait to get him out there. So my wife, she's not so sure what age we should start, but uh, it'll be before <laughs> he'll he'll kind of I think portion. It's gonna be when he wants to. So exactly exactly and i mean like you said it's you ease them into it and they they said it's yeah you know whether it's there or not and i mean it's yeah in those country kids like us they'll (laughs) it's just naturally there right Uh, so he'll he'll probably pick it up faster than me he'll know stuff (laughs) be setting your stands up before you know it right exactly yeah (laughs) So, uh, everyone, like Kurt's, Kurt's also a, a member of the uh, Nexus Outdoors, which is Blocker, Outdoor Gear, and Scent Lock. So, in that yep. group, like, we're, we're, he's very active. Uh, he's known as the shed guy. Like, everyone <laughs> pulls, if they want to go out shed hunting, they post Kurt's name like automatically like it, the other day i saw it pop up on my phone it wasn't even in nexus and i tried to type your name in that because i'm like oh kurt kurt will help you out and then i yeah. got looking i'm like oh this this isn't in nexus this is in uh another facebook group i'm in i'm like you're, i'm like i can't even tag you you're not in this group yeah. but uh like it's something kind of i've dabbled around I, yeah. I did it from here there like i've tried not not the greatest like I've never really put myself into it until last couple of years. Last couple of years, I've kind of tried a lot harder. 
uh, yeah, I, I was in the wrong direction. So bringing somebody on like you, like people, you're going to play it down. I know you're going to play it down, but this guy <laughs> fine. Shit. Like it's unreal. Like uh, you'll see the picture. I put, I'm going to post a picture. Kurt's going to send me a picture of him and all his sheds. Well, some of them, you can't get all of them. The <laughs> We're going to post that picture. That's going to be the kind of like uh, the podcast picture for this one. And yep. it's it, unreal. So kind of give us like, like where do you start with shed hunting? <sighs> um, well, we, we do run a lot of cameras um, all year. So the main spots, like early on in the season here, um, I won't even step foot near, um, near really good bedding areas. Um, right now, I'm basically just walking, you know, hardwood ridges, um, really pay attention, obviously, to the south, south sides because um, that's where they're going to mainly bed and, uh, you know, they'll get up shake off and you'll find a lot of antlers there um and same thing with early in the season i'll just focus on basically like i said those hardwood ridges and in and around um staging areas and food sources um like i said i don't go near bedding until i know pretty much every single buck on the property or or close to has shed um yeah, you don't, don't want to put them off eh? that's the thing i don't want to bump them out i don't want to put any pressure on them um <laughs> not, not to sound greedy but i don't want them going on the neighbors and shedding no so no, I'm, I'm <laughs> same way. so uh so yeah i'll um like i said i'll focus really on on those those areas right now um, until I see, like I said, a lot of, a lot of those bucks shedding and then I'll get into those bedding areas, um, really heavy and, and check them out. But, um, like I said, your, your food source is like, I mean, you're the same, your area is the same as ours. Really. It's, you know, we got a lot of big agricultural fields, yeah. right? So you can spend a lot of time in those big cornfields and, and wheat fields and everything. Right. Um, and same thing with them is a lot of the time uh, when I get to a field, I'll do the outer perimeter of it first in the fence lines. Yeah. You yeah. have a lot of the time right now, like, you know, it's, they're going to be, they're going to be bedded just off that cornfield and same thing, you know, they're going to, they're going to shed a lot of the time right in that bed, just off, off of those fields. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's really, that's, that's where I usually start my season off. Um, and like I said, uh, you know, a lot of people will do an area once and then write it off. Well, I'll do, I've already done, you know, three fields four times over already this year. You know, yeah. and I'm like 11 sheds in this year already. Um, so, and I mean, like I said, half of those sheds have come from the same field and just off of my boot tracks from three days prior, you know. So it's um, definitely, definitely got to, you got to pound the same, 
the same spot quite often. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's, that's like I said, that's where I'll start my season off. Like, and that's I, kind of- I primarily like, I, so last year I kind of went out to the one, one of our bushes, one of my favorite bushes, uh, tons of pictures last year. Yeah. I thought, Hey, I'm going to find them everywhere. It's kind of a cedar swamp. Mm-hmm. But it's, whole front is high ground so i stuck to that and i walked and walked and walked i found a couple deadheads and i did find one shed but i I was kind of like hey like what is going on why aren't these but i wasn't focused on watching where they're they were going to go feed and looking at that farm uh, there's nothing on it yeah and that's that's the thing a lot of the times you know like we've got a few properties that that hold great bucks, you know, all all hunting season. But then when the dead of the winter comes, they've they've shipped off to another herding yard, right? So, I mean, there's a few properties that, like you said, you uh, we have a lot of bucks on, but have yeah. never found a shed on it because, unfortunately, you know, they they ship off, right? Um, okay. And I, I mean, think- definitely. Sorry, go ahead. I, I was going to say like this year I did notice like dogging it. Like we, we do a lot of pushing bushes when yep. I was dogging this year. I always use that. I've got my phone in my hand constantly and I'm always marking spots, mark yep. trails. I mark sign. I mark, I mark everything tree stand spots. Mm-hmm. And this year I kind of went through the bottom end. It's going to be tough to get into to look, mm-hmm. but I, I'll have to wait till all the snow is gone. I I'm going to guess <laughs> at least, 90% of it because it's going to be tough looking in, especially yeah. in the cedar branches and the cedar roots, yeah. everything kind of looks like an antler, but I got looking and I'm like, there's a spot I never even realized was there. It's kind of like a ridge that runs through to the neighbor's property, but that's pretty cool. That's where they're staying. I'm like, I've yeah. never, I've hunted that bush my whole life. And I've, I, for whatever reason, probably because it was the worst spot to walk through. Yeah. Uh, I've never touched it. So this year, and it was, it's really close to neighboring property. I've always tend, tended to stick away from the edges, but that kind of this year got blown out of the water. That's a story for a different day when (laughs) I can hear the neighbors shooting a deer and I can hear them gutting the deer. And I'm sitting there wondering why am I still sitting here? But that's another story. But yeah, like I said, like that's a spot this year I kind of wanted to focus on. I want to go look in that place. I want to go. It's got a hardwood, uh, hardwood bush at the top end, and then it goes yep. down into the cedar swamp. So th- there's got to be something in there. There's yeah, and I mean a lot of those big cedar, those big cedar bushes, right? Like I mean, they've got, they've got tons of cover. You know, it's it's hardly any snow under there. So I mean, that's it'll be a good spot to look. I mean, I've got a spot like that right behind my, right behind my house, and uh, I mean. Chris and I went for uh, a walk last year. I think we were out an hour and a half and we picked up, I think it was seven or eight sheds just in this little tiny cedar lot kind of thing. So it's, you know, yeah, those are really good spots. And like I said, it's usually those cedar areas are those heavy bedding areas too, right? So that's where, yeah, like I said, that's where 90% of my sheds come from is out of those insane bedding areas and uh you know once you another thing too is once you start finding these areas and finding 
some of these sheds, it's a repetitive thing. Like I've picked up, I've got consecutive years, you know, like five, six years off of a deer. And I found every single one of their sheds off of that same deer within a hundred yards of each other each yeah, year. Just, well, they're you creatures know. of habit. Like they're such... well, that's it, right? You're going to find their core area. And I mean, it just, so once you can actually figure them out, it becomes easier. It's a little, <laughs> it's not, it's not so hard, but yeah, it's, uh, it, it's a lot of fun, right? I mean, the main thing is you got to put the miles on and, uh, you know, have a good set of binoculars because I don't walk fast at all. You know, that's a, that's a big thing too, is, is a lot of people, they want to get out there, want to go, want to go, want to find that antler. But the thing is, is, you know, if it takes me a long time to go really nowhere because you can walk 10 feet and have missed a shed if you're walking fast. But if you take your time, you know, you got to be scanning all the time. And like I said, you, you, it takes me, yeah, a long time to walk. It's I guess what I'm trying to say is, is one little tree can obstruct a view of a shed really quickly. If, if you're walking fast, you know, you take your time, be scanning a ton glass, a ton. And, uh, and I mean, yeah, it, that's, that's the main thing is just slow everything down and uh, it'll, I guarantee double, <laughs> double your shed success. Well, absolutely. I guess like, I guess something I should have touched on at the start of this episode is what is shed hunting? Like you, I couldn't believe it. Like, I don't know. I don't know everything in the world of hunting. I would never, ever say I do. And if yeah. I do, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm lying. Yeah. But like when I've always known kind of like what sh- shed hunting was or shed, never maybe call it shed hunting but looking for deer antlers like i always knew that yeah but uh i had a buddy who said to me the one day i said something about oh i want to get out soon and go look for sheds and he goes like like for your backyard i I said no 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 (laughs) like deer antler sheds and he he, this guy's hunted his whole life and he looked at me and he goes what he goes that's something you just find in deer hunting when you're lucky yeah i said no no i said if you go out every year before the squirrels, before the coons, before the porcupines find them, you can you can grab them. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, yeah, good luck finding a needle in a haystack. <laughs> well, I showed him the five or six I had, and my dad's had a few over his life. Uh, I have another buddy who he's uh, he's just really lucky. I, I, I'm, he will never say he's good at shed hunting. He's not. Yeah, I say I, It's just yeah, it's about putting the miles on. I'm not. I'm not really. You oh know, no, he cheats. Thing, he's I'm... got a he's got a big fence in his backyard that leads to amazing hunting ground. And mm-hmm. every year, the deer cross. He has like a spot where a tree fell, it bent the fence down a tiny little bit. Yeah, but it's a big jump for them, and they jump it. And as soon as they jump over the other edge, they Flop. lose their antlers. So he said, he he's he's never gone into the bush looking for them, and he probably has like fifteen twenty double sets when the first time i went to his house i'm like geez where did you get all these and he just pointed he pointed at the fence i'm like no way <laughs> like i just went all day and looked for and i found maybe one or two and this yeah. guy's finding some every year i'm like that's awesome but picking them up I'm like pieces of candy out back out back his house. Exactly. <laughs> but like i guess like how i got into it is i wanted to learn 
my bush is better yes. when i was younger i i look any excuse to get to the bush like you'd tell friends or whatever <laughs> oh no I'm, I'm going hunting today well there's nothing in season oh i'm gonna go look for deer antlers like it, any any excuse but like how did you get into it like how and why i guess so i really i guess the same the same type of thing it's you know it's great scouting like i said you're learning a ton about your deer you're learning a ton about their travel routes their bedding their core areas you know who goes where what time of year kind of thing um so it's great intel it's in that's um i mean i guess that's really how i got into it and uh started picking up on that and um you know just read a lot of articles on on how just just how shed hunting can help with your scouting help your success for the next year um I guess another reason is, um, you know, you can tell a lot about the health of your deer by the pedicle of the antler as well. Um, so that was a really, a really intriguing part of it for me as well, is to kind of keep an eye on on the health of the herd as well. You know, what bucks are doing better and why and what area those bucks were out of and what I can do differently for them. Yeah. to make them healthier or whatnot. Um, and then I guess, I mean, I'm just addicted to antlers. If there was an AA for antlers, uh, it's just. You're it's the cover boy. hundred <laughs> percent. Um, I'm relapsing all the time. It's, it's, um, it's just something, I don't know. There's just something about, about antlers that just, uh, you know, it's, and it's neat to see, to see them grow each year, right? Like to see how they change and, um, you know, just, just see who see those genetics get passed down as well. Um, yeah. So it's just, yeah, I mean, it's, it, yeah, it's an addiction, I guess, but I, it, the main reason I got into it was like you said, for several, several reasons, it's, it's great scouting, you know, like you said, it, you keep up with the health of your, of your deer um yeah it's it's just that's that's about it i guess really i have never ever thought of it being a good thing for health wise like yep. i've never that's never even crossed my mind that's that's pretty cool that's smart yeah it's um it, it's pretty neat i mean it it's the first the first few years i really really took it serious um i didn't like i said it was just basically solely for scouting um but uh then like i said I, I got reading a bunch of different articles um on on like you said how you can tell you know the health whether you you know nutrition values and everything on how your deer are doing um by antlers um by like i said by the pedicles by how how they grow each year how much they're gaining kind of thing so yeah it's um and then that that whole, like you said, that was another factor that just kind of grabbed me on them, right? So, um, it's in any way at all to talk yourself into it. Hundred percent, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So that's that's really, I guess, how I got into it. Um, and I mean, another reason too is is like I said, we, you know, a big farm family, and 
working for all the farmers, you know, down the road from us. Um, they do actually do quite a bit of damage. Um, believe it or not, you know, like to tractor tires and you tell some people that and, Oh, there's no way it'd break before it went in a tractor type. Well, no, it doesn't. And no, it doesn't. <laughs> and it makes a lot of farmers mad. So um I was uh, I was talking to kind of a neighbor whose land we don't hunt on his land, but he uh he's got a big farm. Yep. Lots of tractors and uh we I don't know how we got on the subject, but he said oh, the uh buck is one of the guys he hunts was shot had a broken side, like completely broken, right at the base, yep. pretty much. He said, oh, I don't, I have no idea what happened. And I said, could have got hit by a car. Like, you never know. And uh, then he goes, well, he goes, could have got hit by a car, but he goes, you think the antler would have stayed on the road? And I kind of, I didn't know where he was going with that. I was like, that didn't make sense. Like, how would you know if it's not on the road or not? And then he goes, because I ran over it with my tractor tire. Oh. <gasps> Yeah. I said what? And he goes, yeah. He goes, and this was this is early season, like October. Yeah. Like, well, maybe fighting. Like he had to have been fighting something big to snap it off like that. Yeah. But he said he put the tractor out for a day, had to get it fixed, and then he was. And I said, oh, I said, man, that that kind of sucks. Like that sucks. You don't see them driving. He's like, no, not at all. And then he goes, he goes, that's about the fifteenth one he's hit. Yeah. Like farming in his life. I'm like. Like, well, at least you're finding sheds. Exactly, right? And I know there's a um, few years ago, there was an older gentleman that comes into into work all the time, and and uh, we got talking and whatnot, and and uh, he doesn't hunt anymore. And and uh, so, so, anyways, we get talking about it, and he goes, well, he says, I'll tell you what. He goes, I don't let anyone hunt my property. But he says, if you want to come pick up antlers, he says, you're more than welcome to. He says, I'd even pay you. Per antler, I said oh, I don't need to be paid. Antlers are payment enough. And uh, he goes, "Well, I'll tell you what." He says, "You show up." He says, "You can look." And he said, "And there's basically in every fence line." He says, "There'll be a bunch." He goes, "Because I throw them in there like rocks." He goes, "I get sick and tired." He goes, "I get sick and tired of getting on and off the tractor to pick them up." He says, "So they don't go through my tires." He says, "So I just basically piled them up." Uh, the underneath the seat and he says when i drive out he says i should toss him in the fence line oh, and man, and man uh, i showed up there for the first time and some of the fossils that <laughs> we were digging oh, yeah. out of fence lines i couldn't believe it uh, man oh man uh it's yeah and every antler deserves to be inside you know yeah. <laughs> well i have i have a i'll show you i'll send you a picture of it if i can i think i have they're either here or at the camp but i have a matching set that i found when you're dogging yep and i where i found them is probably i'm gonna say 30 feet and that's probably giving it a lot from the back of one of our tree stands <laughs> I've I so in the time that they've been laying there, yeah. I, I definitely think it's been a couple of years. I have built that tree stand. I have replaced the ladder <laughs> in that tree stand. I have sat in that tree stand numerous times. I have parked my four wheeler almost on top of where I found them. Yeah, and never saw them until one day. Uh, I was jumping on the four wheeler and I kicked my helmet off the back, 
and the helmet literally <laughs> landed on them. I picked them both up. They were chewed, chewed, chewed. Like there's not much left of them, but yeah. massive. Like oh, they were such. They would have been so nice. I'm like, <laughs> how have I never seen these before? It's, it's, uh, it was, you know, and it's funny. Uh, you know, my wife makes fun of me all the time. I can't see anything that's sitting in front of me in this house. You know, I got, I just got glasses and, but man, I don't know what it is, but I can spot an antler from 150 yards and driving down the road at 80 kilometers an hour in a field. Right. It's just, <laughs> oh yeah. It's, but <laughs> that's, that's the mystery. The wife's, the wife's always say that one. You can't find the ketchup in the fridge, but you can find a deer in the field. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's different. <laughs> you know, it is different, way yeah. different. We're looking for the antlers. We're not it, looking for the exactly. Cats. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, like so, so something you kind of like you've you kind of touched on. I did not really, in a sense, with the gentleman that said you could come look on the antler. Yeah, do you, I think I know this answer? But do you use? Like, do you go to farms around you and ask for permission just to shed hunt and hope that it'll add into like permission in the future to hunt? Um, I have in the past. Um, I mean, you know, not, not really intentionally, I guess, but, um, you know, obviously driving around, uh, you, you know, there's a bunch of fields that I guess it happened like four years ago, for instance, um, you know, just an unbelievable herding yard. Um, you'd always see tons of deer out in the field and I know, uh, I stopped in the one night and walked up, knocked on the door, you know, lady comes to the door and she goes, sorry, we don't allow hunters. I said, no, no, no. I said, that's fine. I said, I said, would you allow me to look for antlers? Um, she goes, why? I said, cause I just, as I've explained tonight, I'm addicted to antlers. I just like antlers. And, uh, and she was okay. Well, she was, what do you do with them? I said, love them. That's it. I sit there. I stare at them. I give them a warm place to live. It's, you know, that's, <laughs> that's what I do. And, uh, she kind of chuckles. She was, well, just, I think I could be okay with that. I said, all right. And she was, you don't bring guns. Do you? I said, no, no, no weapons. Obviously no bows, no guns, no nothing. I said, I'm just literally walking around looking for antlers. Um, so anyways, fast forward, find a bunch of antlers that year, um, shed season's obviously done, um, we're into the, you know, early summer kind of thing, um, I took her a cheese basket, um, just as a thank you. Yeah. Um, you know, and she was pretty, you know, blown away with that. She was, all I did was let you look for antlers. I said, I know, but you didn't have to. And that's a big thing. Yeah. Okay, no, it's their great. land and they're, they're doing us a favor. Well, that's it. Right. So, you know, next year I show up, I ask the same thing. She goes, yeah, of course, hundred percent. Um, I ended up, you know, helping her husband out around, around the farm with some stuff and doing some hay and everything. And, you know, another cheese basket and, uh, yeah. And then it ended up leading into me being able to hunt that property. Um, so I guess inadvertently, yes, it, yeah. it has, I don't really, you know, 
I don't, I don't use that. No, like I never, per se, but yeah, I've never tried like, to use it to gain the permission, but I've always used it to like you kind of get your foot in the door, like exactly. And and a hundred percent, I you know it's it's happened a few times now, and and uh, yeah, it's it's definitely definitely it's it's worked out. Um, you know, and and that's the hard thing too, right? Is is you as hunters, we get a you know one one bad guy gives us all a bad rep. So it's, Oh yeah. It's, and it happens fast and that's hard to gain back. And, uh, you know, can leave a bad taste in people's mouth for a long time. But, uh, you know, like you said, little things like that, you know, just helping out with, with a few loads of hay and, and a cheese basket that can really, you know, it, it changes their mind. So yeah, I, I definitely, it has worked out, you know, quite a few times in, in the past. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, so, and it's always like, even like I've, I asked last year, kind of, I know they hunt. And when I asked him, he was kind of like, what? Like, he was kind of blown off by, like, he was kind of confused. Like, he, you could tell he was kind of like, there's, there's, there's more yeah. behind this. And I was like, <laughs> I, I don't, I said, I just, just want to look for the antlers. And I yeah. said, I want to do it when it's frozen. Because it most of from where my proper from where we hunt to his was all swamp. Yep. So I said I, I want to just walk through it, and I know I can do that when there's ice on the everything. I, I said I, I'm not going to hunt it. I'm not going to do anything else. I said I, I don't want anything. I just want to look for antlers. And he said uh, he's like yeah yeah have at it. He's like if you want company, I, I can always come with you. Uh, it didn't work the day he I asked. He was busy, so he's like go ahead. It's like, have at it. You know the bush. Yeah. So I went and looked. And that kind of gave me a new idea for where a stand should be on our property. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hey, I'm like, I never knew kind of there was a pinch point just past our property that they were coming through and then funneling back into our area. Yep. And I never knew that was there. I just, I was never anywhere near that. I've have ne- I have yet to make my stand there, but it's, it's in the works this year. I, Yep. 100% intentions to do it, but I was I had no idea this spot was there until I was allowed to shed hunt, and that's kind of like another bonus to shed hunting. You get to see those other properties if you're allowed. Exactly, exactly. And, and yeah, that's like you said, it's, you know, we've we've got pretty good neighbors, and like you said, majority of them don't care to find an antler at all, right? So, yeah, it, it's, like you said, it is the best scouting tactic ever um and like you said you know there are so many people out there that like you said like that neighbor right there that looks at you like you want to do what why yeah why would you do that well you know and like you said look how it paid off right there for you so that's that's pretty awesome that's too cool now like we're kind of we're not running up on time yet but uh probably in the next 10 minutes so i want to ask you a question off shed hunting yep like i could go on i know you can go on about this all night i could we can definitely have no we can definitely have another episode on this if people want i'm sure like this is this is kind of like the time of year to be doing it like i mean oh, yeah. there's a i know you guys have a little bit less snow than us just from our conversation the other day but yeah like right now i'm i'm almost at the top of my rubber boots so unless they're freshly shed i'm probably not finding them and we've got a lot of powder over the last 
week or so. so yeah, so they're falling. Probably right. not a good idea right now. But, yeah, no, no. <laughs> but like, this is the time of year. Like, I wanted to put this episode out. They're like, this is the time of year to kind of get that in your ideas. This is yes. So many people go into like hunting. I find now this time of year, or sorry, early spring, spring. Yeah, and they're not even. They haven't even looked in their bushes since deer hunting. And they're just kind of going in and being like, okay, they'll be in the same spot. Now, yes, I'm guilty of that myself most of the times, but yes, I, w- I want to get in. Like turkey season is a good time to look, but y- you're also going to be spooking deer then. You, d- you kind of want to be careful. This is the time of year to do it. Look for the sheds. Yeah, You're walking quiet. You can walk super quiet right now too. Well, that's it. And, and to be honest, I don't know. Like I found, I found this time of year as well, like, you know, February, March, early April is, is, I mean, obviously optimal time, but I've also found that if you do like in, in March and April, if you blow deer out from walking through, I mean, a lot of the time throughout the season, they're not going far anyways, but especially this time of year, they don't have a care in the world right now. Like their main objective is whatever. It's fine. We'll just get out of your sight. And, you know, bed back down, go to food. But definitely, like I said, it seems like they're more at ease right now. Um, yeah. So, I know there was a year I put a trail camera out in deer hunting. It got super wet, rained like every day after deer hunting. When I went to go get it, I'm like, oh, I, I need a canoe. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I'll just wait. I let it die. I, I didn't care. I let the batteries go dead. And I went and got it in the winter. Yeah, and walking in there, I spooked deer. You could literally watch them walk circles, which is <laughs> awesome to know because they do it deer hunting. Yeah. They just walked circle around me and got back up behind me. And then at one point, when I kind of turned around, they were only twenty five yards behind me, looking at me, yeah. following me. Be <laughs> there, kind of like curious, like, "Hey, what? What's this? What's this clown doing in here?" Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> But, but yeah, I, I mean, that's it right there. Like it's, it's this time of year. They seem to just, they be more at ease, right? It's just, yeah. just well, they know deer hunting is over. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to ask you like, what's, what's a, what's one of your best hunting stories every week on the podcast? We're going to either ask like, what's your worst or what's your most embarrassing hunting story this year? Or what's your best hunting story? Um, so one of my, one of my most memorable hunting stories, um, would have to be, actually it does involve sheds as well. Um, (laughs) um, would be 20, 2016, I guess. Um, I guess it was, you know, mid November. Um, actually, no, it was November 18th. Um, I had hunted our one farm just, just down the road from our house. Um, I was sitting in a ground blind just off, just off the edge of a hay field. Um, I just set this spot up like, you know, two weeks prior kind of thing. Um, watched a few does work through that morning. It was about 10 o'clock and I thought, man, I got, you know, I got stuff to do. I got a couple of buddies showing up at the house to help me you know, get some stuff on the shop. So I better get going, pack up my stuff, watch the last dough work into, into this little slash grass area. Um, I, I pack my stuff, get out, 
I'm hoofing it down the edge of the, the hay field and I something catches my eye kind of on in hardwoods in behind where my blind was um, set up and and it ended up being this this really big six point that you know we had seen the year before it was his match set laying you know 100 yards in behind my blind so I'm sitting there taking pictures and right on texting my wife the pictures and everything and this takes up probably 10-15 minutes and I you know grab him walk on out get back to the house we get doing stuff and and it was you know beautiful green grass morning like late november which was kind of weird but um we get doing stuff in the shop and and uh my buddy colin goes man he's holy look at this it is a blizzard out there and exactly so anyone that really knows me as well i love it hunting a snowstorm absolutely love hunting snowstorms um especially like that first snow real good snow and uh so i just like drop everything i'm doing and i'm like man i gotta go like you can stay at the house here whatever you can like i'm going hunting and he he goes you're not you're going you're going hunting in this i said yeah so i run in the house and and get my stuff on and grab my bow and and uh i said you know you coming with me you staying here what are you doing he goes no i said i'm going home i said all right i said but man i'm gonna be calling you tonight i'm killing one he laughs he goes yeah in in this okay so anyways i i get in uh same spot i walk i get to the same spot i hunted that morning i thought you know what no about 350 400 yards in behind it um right on the edge of this marsh i had another ground blind brushed in there and so i decided to go to it just a gut feeling i get in there get nice and quiet settled in and uh i'm in there for about 15 minutes and my phone rings it's my wife so well, I got to answer. I, you know, in case something's wrong, I answer it. And, and she says, there's a couple guys here to, to pick some stuff up that I was selling and some, some lumber. And I was like, I'm in the blind. I'm not coming home. They can deal with you. And she's like, Oh, they don't want to deal with me because you know, I'm a girl and I don't know what I'm talking about. I said, well, they can come back later then. Cause I'm not coming out of the stand. So anyways, we have this conversation and I hang the phone up and, and I, you know, I was, I was kind of mad because I was talking on the phone, you know, this was the night I, I could feel it. Right. And anyways, so 15 minutes later, um, all of a sudden I see, I see this nose step out in the corner of, of my window in the blind. And all of a sudden he tips his head forward and all I can see is antlers. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness. He so he walks out, I grab the bow, uh, he walked out to 30 yards and he I I took a tree and I cut down this sapling and I buried it about two feet into the marsh bog 30 yards out. 
and I actually, so I created a, a licking branch in yep. front of me and, uh, he just right to it. I'd never seen this deer before in my life. And he had, you know, he was a big, big mainframe eight, uh, what I thought was a big main, mainframe eight, but he had all this junk out the front and, uh, you know, I had my mind made up sooner, hundred percent. And, uh, so anyways, I anchored on him and I hit him actually he jumped the string and I hit him high, high shoulder. And he actually d- dropped right there and, uh, expired within a couple minutes. And yeah, I walked out and here's this huge 16 point laying in front of me. Um, and so I, as I phoned my buddy and I, I said, Hey man, I said, what are you doing? He goes, I just just pulling in my driveway what's going on i said you want to come back and help me drag a deer deer out he goes no you didn't oh yeah so he come out and and uh so we drug we drug this deer out uh we walked in front of two trail cameras and each trail camera that we walked by i thought you know what i'm gonna grab the card while i'm here so i grabbed each card well that morning, so I, I harvested that deer at three, roughly three fifteen. Um, that morning, in that field when it was green grass, I got a picture of that deer in like in that green field. You can see my blind in the background at ten twenty. So he so was hanging out. I was in the woods just behind my ground blind picking up a set of sheds when that deer was standing in front of that trail camera. That's insane. So he was there. Yeah. He walked past that other trail camera 30 minutes before I walked in. So he had just got up from a bed, I'm assuming to come back out and I shot him. So it was that that's probably um and then actually my my dad and my other buddy um my dad harvested um a big big like 160 inch 10 point uh two days after and my buddy ended up shooting a big seven point the day after so yeah that was it was a pretty Uh, it was a pretty cool cool year for that as well so it's definitely a good year when you get a couple of those big boys on the wall oh yeah it was it was pretty neat so that's like i said that's probably probably my one of my favorite one of my favorite hunting stories so that's awesome yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah so been a pleasure having you man like i mean this hey, is the, this is the first podcast with a guest so uh, i'm i'm pumped like that hey, I'm, I'm honored man i'm honored to be on here with you like i said hopefully i didn't ramble too much and i was you know sort of half informative i guess but you know, everyone's gonna like this a lot better than just listening to my voice in the first episode <laughs> well hopefully eh? <laughs> and uh one thing i guess i kind of forgot to mention kurt is the first member of the cedar ridge outdoors guys that we're gonna have on we're gonna have a couple other guys on here coming up in the next couple weeks i think uh i think captain chris is gonna be on next week yeah that'll be sweet 
that's awesome. That's all. Hey, man, like you said, it's it's an honor. It's an honor getting getting the invite and and uh, you know happy to be on here with you. And like you said, hopefully I didn't mess up too bad and get the invite back later on in the year. Oh, we'll, we'll we'll see what they say. We'll see what our. our... <laughs> We'll leave it up to the voters, eh? Leave yeah, it up to yeah, the, we'll leave it up the to the viewers. Voters. Hey, maybe maybe they'll vote me out and vote you in. <laughs> Not likely. I ramble too much, John. Come on now. <laughs> no, but uh, man, I really appreciate it. Really appreciate yeah. having you on, and uh, this was awesome. Like, I I know I'm gonna take some stuff out of the shed hunting, and uh, and hopefully well, this year I get a few more. That would be that would be awesome, man. Like you said, you know, maybe later on. Uh, in the year here we can do maybe a more in-depth one on on some different kind of you know focus more on the the health part of uh, the sheds and everything like that Absolutely. right go, go more in depth about that and how how to tell like I said the different deficiencies and and how to how to go about fixing that kind of thing so i've already wrote that down as a note right on the page i'm like I, uh, <laughs> that's something i wanted to talk about or something i want to look into now because Hey, I've had a few deer in our area that just aren't either. We, we kind of have nice antlers, but we have, I've got a few that have goofy sides, goofy one side. Mm-hmm. And I've always said it was genetics until I just found out it's not. It's not well, that's, that's it, right? I mean, it can, like I said, you know, without going into too much detail and keeping you much longer, it's, it's uh, you know, a lot of it is is whether the pedicle is protruded out or inverted you know that's that's a good or whether it's it's flat across it's that that can those three things really give you that that idea of of whether good or bad you know and they said it's you know another another time we can go more in depth about about all that but yeah it's uh that'd be awesome there'll be a lot of people that want to hear that one because it's always nice to be able to help them out Yes. Yeah. And like you said, if that's the biggest thing is we're here for, for the health, health of the herd, right? Yeah, it's, absolutely. that's the, that's the main thing, you know, it's sure we're, we're hunters, but conservation is, is everything to us, right? Oh, it's it's the future. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's but, it. Uh, so. Oh, thanks a lot for coming on, man. And I appreciate it. And We'll be talking soon. We'll catch up soon, and we'll uh, we'll get out for maybe a shed hunt this year. Yes, sir, hundred percent. I'd love love to have you up. Love to have you up and and take you out and and like you said, show you kind of where I'm looking, what I'm doing, and yeah. Perfect. I, I'm gonna take you up on that one. That'd be awesome, man. That'd be awesome. Well, like you said, appreciate you having me on tonight, John. No problem, buddy. We will have you on again for sure. Thank you.